Welcome to another episode of Just Going For A Drive. I'm Nick. And I'm Sam. And if you've ever turned back to look at a car while you're walking down the street, this is a podcast for you. And if you have a pie bush, and by that I mean a place where you once saw a really cool car parked and you check that spot every single time you go past it, even though that car hasn't been there for a good seven years, well, this is the podcast for you. Wow, that's a long intro. Uh, why don't you explain what a pie bush is? A oh, pie bush. This is from a, um, a meme I saw recently that uh, my son understands extremely well because he once saw a McLaren. He's pretty sure it was a McLaren because he was seven at the time. He's now 14. And he remembers <laughs> what the car looks like, just how cool it was in this one street near mum and dad's house. And he remembers that it was there, parked at the front of this specific house on this side street. Every time we drive past that side street, he looks down, he checks. And I said to him, oh, is that your pie bush? And he went, yes. The pie bush is this uh, meme that we both saw at the same time where this dog is owned by a person and the dog once was going for a walk and under this specific bush found an entire pie. Someone had kind of taken a bite and gone, and hooped it under the bush. Right. And the dog looked under the bush, found a goddamn pie under there ate the pie before anyone knew what was going on. Can't believe his luck. Can't believe his luck. And now has been, for the last yeah, six or seven years, checking that bush every single time they go for a walk. Is there? Has it grown another pie? Oh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Same thing Good. with a McLaren parked of outside of a house. Yeah, okay. If you have a pie bush, if you have that one specific house that sometimes the garage is up and you slow down and you look back a bit at it. Yeah. 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 This is the podcast for you. Well, what are we talking about today? So the format of Just Going For A Drive is uh, it's a podcast about cars and driving. We divide it into roughly three sections. The first section is on driving, the activity of driving, things on the road. Second section is car stories, just things that are uh, you know interesting and relatable about cars and driving that we've we experienced that we think you have as well. And the final section is a spotlight on a particular brand of car. So today... For our driving section, we're going to be looking at holiday driving. We're recording this on Easter Monday, both having just been on the road on Easter Sunday. Yep. Our um, our car stories, our car chat section is going to be looking at the Rockstar Park. Oh, good. And our spotlight on cars today is... Well, we're going to be talking about the fantastic Toyota Corolla. We're not going to give you any previews as to what we might think of the Corolla, the uh, iconic Corolla, but we'll uh, we'll go into that in more detail later in the show. You'll just have to wait and see what we think <laughs> oh, of. Oh, I'm on tenterhooks. <laughs> of this marvel of maybe, you know, brilliant engineering. Ah, oh, yeah. such a great car. Such a great car. Anyway. So, section, section one, driving. Holiday driving. Oh, mm. driving on a public holiday. Just... Like going on your favourite road, you can't wait. Oh, a day off, the sun's out. Everyone's loving it. What a great day. What a perfect day. Let's head out. As it was yesterday. It's just, it, the, it's not too hot, but it's glorious and shiny and sunny and there's autumn leaves everywhere. And what greets you on the road? Well, I came up with this sort of analogy that it, driving, you know, driving for pleasure is sort of like surfing. You're full of analogies today. I know. <laughs> It's um, <laughs> it's something I need to take a pill for, but let me let me lay this one out for you. Surfing, if you're if you're into surfing, as I assume, literally everyone probably is, <laughs> you'll probably Australia. have this one favorite break, one favorite spot where you like to go surfing. You know where the wave breaks. Perhaps you once saw a pie there, a, flo a pie floater. 
Oh, that's where the good is from. Yeah. Oh, now we're putting two and two together. Yeah, okay. South Australian it's podcast. Yes. So you're out there surfing, and you know that if you go there, what the weather's like, when to attend, when not to go. You know, you know when it's going to be good. And you also know that any time that there's going to be a public holiday, your favourite surfing spot is just going to be full of people. Weekenders. And if you're going to be looking to get a, a good wave, forget about it. Because any time you get on a wave, you won't get three feet before there's someone on a renter board or someone with a boogie board or someone with five kids who's just trying to get them all on the longboard because they've never swum before and now you're yeah. saving someone's life. You know what? This is... This is a great analogy. Well done. Because it is exactly like that. When you're swinging through your favorite bit of road, mm. you've got three or four cor- four corners lined up. Oh, what a treat this is going to be. Swing round one. Oh, nice. I'm threading these. Oh, the next one. Oh, there it is. The family four-wheel drive. No. Right in front of you. Both too big and too small for its purpose. <laughs> Brake lights are flickering. Stocked to the gills. With suitcases. Pinballing back and forth between the white lines. Just cannot make up its mind where it wants to go. Somehow filling the lane. And yeah, well, I mean, what are, what are they, what are they, you know, we like driving. So when we're out on a day off, public holiday, the sun's shining, we're out driving. Other people, we've got no right. And they're country roads. They're not, not country roads. They're not sort of commuter roads or there's not people stopping and starting. They're, no. placed, they're, ro- they're roads for going somewhere. Yeah. yeah, and we are incredibly lucky to have these roads on our doorsteps. Oh, yeah. But then, when we can't enjoy them, because someone, like you say, pinball, pinballing, side to side, they don't know, are they lost? Are, are they, they unconfident? Are, yeah, are they, are they not confident? I mean, sometimes you see people driving incredibly slowly on windy roads, and you just, you just feel, oh, I'm sorry that you have to go through this, these roads are probably not for you, and then they pull into a garage... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they live here. Oh no. <laughs> How well, are you not used to driving is, up this road? Yeah, this is not a place for you to live. Yeah. Anyway. On the edge of a cliff. Yeah. And I mean, there's all sorts of, I guess, driving behavior that's explainable and excusable. And yes, they're, you know, they're on unfamiliar yeah. territory. And, and it's a nice day that they're taking in the sights, looking out the windows. And I know, I know we can't be unhappy at them for that. However, however, I am furious. <laughs> I've only got a limited amount of time in which to enjoy this same scenery as you do. Yeah, uh, probably in white. in a lot more. Um, I don't know, with a lot more finesse and a land than you are obviously achieving. And the problem with the roads in which we drive on is that they are one lane each way. They're long curves. There's no overtaking. Once once you're behind someone, you, you can't safely overtake. Oh. That person, that you're done. That's Absolutely. It. If you don't enjoy whatever bumper stickers they have, put on the radio. Yeah. Settle in. Be yeah. part of a convoy. And just, and every time you go past one of those little pull-off areas with a sign that says slow drivers pull off, and you know that they are not going to pull off because they're not going slow because those pull-off zones are always on the straight bit. So they speed up. They, check, they see the sign, slow drivers, pull over here, and they check their speed limit and go, no. That's not me. Yep, I'm going the speed limit going exactly for this one limit. brief moment past the pullover lane. Oh. I, you, I don't know if I you're a religious minute. person or not. I, you know, I can make various assumptions. But have you ever prayed harder than when you are know you know you're coming up to one of those slow drivers pull over here zones, oh, and you absolutely. want 
a divine hand to reach down and go, you know, you could just pull over here and let the convoy sweep past. You would be a good person. The hand of Maradona reaching in, pulling the steering wheel over. Gently, so gently. Of course, so gently. The hand of God dragging them in. I even look forward to when that happens... I'm ready with my friendly wave, the little double tap toot toot. I cannot give those people enough love. If someone's driving really slowly and then they pull off to Mm. let you past, I I slow down, give them a big wave. Like if I had roses, which I would never allow in my car, but if I had rose petals, I would be scattering them behind me. What a what a, a a you know just a joy of humanity that someone's pulled over and you. Oh, they need to know how appreciative I am, and I try and make that known. Like if I, if I could stop and buy them a pie, I would. <laughs> but alas, I'm in a hurry and driving far too fast for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I've given drivers when they pull over. I've given ex- very enthusiastic double thumbs up in the air. I mean, not not both hands. I've got one hand on the wheel, but sure. I'm thrusting an arm up the window and making sure that it's so high. And yeah, and if just, you've got a passenger with you. Wind your window down. Do it too, darling. Hang your hang your head out. Not in shame, but in triumph. Give I, them a wave. God, applaud them or something. It happens so, so rarely. So there's highs and lows, but those those highs are super rare. They yeah they they they're, they're rare enough that I I almost can't enjoy them. It's it's like a it's like a shock when someone finally yeah. says thank you or something. Oh my god, I'm alive. What's what's the other kind of driving we see? We see oh, the, so the, the exact, lost people. The exact speed limit. Oh, the exact speed limit. Now, I was grumping about this yes, literally yesterday, and Mel had to kind of go, hey, look, I drive at the speed limit. You've got to leave these people alone, and she's correct, as she always is. But I, I wonder, are they, they're not driving the speed limit. They're driving the exact speed limit. Yes, that's true. They're driving mm. at 60. That's true on the straight bits. But the moment they hit anything that's vaguely unsettling or interesting, they're not driving the exact speed limit anymore. Oh, no. they, they, they drop and they dip and they yeah. pinball and sort of careen back and forth. But that, that exact speed limit thing, is, is that the thing that really winds you up? Just someone that's exactly on 60 no matter what. Even when the road dips down and then pops back up, they don't like... They don't freewheel down and speed up a little bit. They don't let it roll maybe to sixty five. And then do they imagine there's a there's a cop there? Are they afraid of speeding fines? Well, that's that's a reasonable assumption to assume that people are afraid of speeding fines. They're not they're not cheap, but I if, guess. But, but if you're in this in like a if you yeah you're heading down a saddle on one side of a valley and on the way up, no, you can see there's you no can cops. See. Yeah, you're right. Nestled be, you know underneath that pie bush, just yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But you, yeah. But I can understand nervous people. My my mum is of a nervous disposition. Mm. Now I can imagine her thinking, "Oh, well, they could be in the trees." Yeah, yeah. It's I, I think it's what, unlikely. But I think what yeah. sets me off is not when I'm going for you know going for a nice drive and enjoying myself and you know as is not my right to do at all. I just need to use a road. Sure. But I think what kills me about it is when they're driving at sixty and then the moment a fifty sign turns up, they stand on the brakes and you see the kind of the back of the car sort of lift up and the front dip forward because they have to be definitely at 50 yeah. by the time they hit that sign. There's no kind of decorous, you know, sort of decorous kind of slowing down. And yeah. Just, and yeah. At know. that point, they are paying too much attention to the speed limit and not enough attention to the road mm. and the conditions and what's outside their windscreen. If you are braking and accelerating 
so focused to stick exactly on the speed limit, uh, you you're not giving enough attention to the actual conditions. Elsewhere. Yeah. Exactly. I think that was um I I remember when red light cameras came in or red light speed cameras came in. Yeah. And there was a bit of an opinion that I agreed with but was never proven, of course, that people would be driving through intersections with their eyes on their speedos rather than literally everywhere else because intersections are terribly dangerous accident accident prone places. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, thinking thinking on my own habits, I probably yeah, when I'm going through a red light speed camera, I'm 100% focused on the speed. Your eye your eyes dip. Yeah. And if your eyes dip even for a, 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 enough time to take in your speed limit and make sure yeah. that you're not going to get a fine. There could be a child coming across That's on a bike or 20 something. 20 meters you know? of just yeah. blindness that you're yeah. kind of looking for and times that by every single person who's also approaching the intersection as well. It's kind of like going like, drive, drive, drive. Crashes. Everyone blink. Yeah. And now open your eyes. Now go. It was fine, except when it's not. Not. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the other alternative to that is don't speed. Sure. And that's, e- <laughs> I mean, that's easy mm. in theory. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> what are the kind of holiday drivers are there? Oh, here we go. Like the, I um, the lost. The lost map the lost. checkers. Yeah. Yeah. Re- remember when you used to just, if you're driving somewhere new, you used to look on the map, see where you needed to go, remember it, mm. and then go. That seems to be a lost art these days. So you'd look on the map, you'd see Major Road. I know where Major Road is. Now I've got to look for right-hand turn at Road I've Never Heard Before Street. Yeah. And sometimes you just remember what the name looks like. Like you know, a shape just, of a word. Oh, yeah. It started with a V. That's unusual. There can't be many of those. Yeah. And yeah, usually you'd you'd drive to to approximately where you need to go. And if you if you can't remember or if you get lost then you pull over and you check yeah but people don't pull over anymore that like they won't even pull over to let faster cars go past no so they're not going to pull over to check the map so instead they just drive incredibly slowly trying to i don't know are they trying to read the road signs but surely you know people don't read road signs anymore you you listen to the instructions and and most modern cars i'm assuming have a screen right there that sort of all it couldn't cars. be clear. If you're buying a car in the last, what, five years, it's got a screen on it. Maybe longer. Yeah. Maybe longer. Or at yeah. least some sort of... If it hasn't got a screen, you've worked out some way of like sticking it'll, your phone to it so you can see... Yeah, even in the last like 10 years, everything's mm. got Bluetooth. And if you're, So if you're driving on an Easter Sunday through the Adelaide Hills, there's going to be a few funny bits, but there's not going to be many opportunities to kind of... In 300 metres, turn right. There's only going to be one right-hand turn. Yeah. Isn't there? So what are you... Are they slowing? Are they... What are they listening to? Um, I think this is a mystery. We're we're, we're really just speculating. Mm. I couldn't say for sure. But perhaps, like, they are looking... Maybe they are listening to Google or whatever they're listening to. Siri. Like, in 50 metres, turn right. Turn right. Okay. I'm ready. But they are unaware that... 50 metres in a car is about two seconds. So, so like 50 metres, turn right. Oh, it's here. The brakes. Was that it? Yeah. And Siri is so good at that when you overshoot something that it immediately recalibrates. And so you go, oh, was I supposed to turn left at V Street? Bing, bing, bing. Oh, well, yeah. in 1.2 kilometres. Yeah. When safe to do so, turn around. Turn around. Or here's another street that you can go up and then suddenly... You're still being guided to wherever you're going, but now it's a longer way and now you're slowing down and you absolutely... Now you're are not annoying gonna, more people. Now you're not going to pull over. Still not going to pull over. Um, okay, here's a question for you. 
Go on. Sightseers. So we've talked about how lovely it is in lovely weather to drive through the hills. And it's not just nice driving roads. The place is gorgeous. It's all full of autumn yeah. leaves and little yeah. cottages well, in, and in wineries. and hey, In autumn it is. Well, in autumn it yeah. is. I mean, the autumn leaves are still there all year round, but they're in various stages of decay. They're sure. Not as, not as pretty. Not many people slowing down for those ones. <laughs> but if you are stuck behind someone who is clearly just enjoying the scenery, yep. are you allowed to be angry at them for slowing down your, your drive? Because they're doing exactly the same thing that you are. They are enjoying driving so, so yeah, much. Absolutely. And I think, no, being allowed, that's a bit of a strong word. You shouldn't be upset no. with them. But you are. So much. Oh, I hate them. Just, I mean, pull over and take a photo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if there's a cliff edge. Pull over. Pull over. Yeah, no, I, I know. It's funny when, you, when you're a passenger, which is super rare, I imagine, for mm. both of us. But yeah. when you're a passenger, oh, my God. <laughs> the, things, <laughs> the things. The things you can see into the fields. The peripheral vision which you, you're employing when you're driving, you can take that to another level. You can turn your whole head <laughs> off the road and enjoy vistas that you've... <laughs> You've never seen despite driving past them for the past 10 years. Missed them. I'm yeah. a terrible oh, passenger. How long's that house been there for? And it's clearly overgrown. <laughs> it's yeah. been there for quite some time. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a definite um, the culprit of saying, look at that, and pointing out the window, or whoa, and then pointing out the driver's window. And so like if you're driving and someone goes, oh, look at that, you're looking, and it's yeah. incredibly dangerous because you're focusing on somewhere else. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. But then if you've got someone that's unobservant next to you, like this has happened a lot to me. I'll be driving along. I'm like, oh, look in that field. I can't right now, but I've I've noticed there is emus or something. Like you're driving along. Hey, there's there's five emus in that field. Where? I can't point. I'm driving. And they'll look out. I can't see them. Well, you've missed them. <laughs> that's like my favorite bit in the castle where they're on the boat. <laughs> and he goes, did you see that? What? <laughs> Back there. Good synchro on the what there. Classic, uh, classic movie. Yeah, look, Easter, Easter Sunday was a, a glorious day for driving, but it was just, just chock full of the little, the little family four wheel drive on holiday. And what it was also chock full of that I noticed was it was rent a vans from Victoria. Oh, really? Yeah, big oh, okay. sort of those Mercedes Vito type yeah. things, and they'd kind of they were clearly just yeah. on the holiday. Interesting fact. Side note: mm. Vito means shit in Finnish. So ah. there's a little side note for I you. I wonder what so they sold you, as yeah. in, um, in Finland. <laughs> no, same thing. They're called Vito over oh, there. Oh, the Mercedes well. yeah. shit. Yeah, the Mercedes shit. <laughs> we Surprisingly know not very popular. <laughs> Go on, Finland. You make a car then. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. No, we're all riding bikes. In summer. Yeah, for sure in summer mm. and winter. Let's wrap Sunday. up the old... Uh, Let's wrap up Easter Sunday. Easter, Easter Sunday and say... And say uh, uh, may he rest in peace. May he uh, rest up... How did it work? Easter Sunday is when he rises yeah, from the dead and gives out What's Easter he doing eggs. on Easter Monday? Just chilling. Just chilling. So yeah, that, just getting a few things that's done. That's why been, the holiday is there. He was dead all Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> you, know how much, you know how much veto you get done on a Saturday? Heaps. Imagine if you were dead. Yeah. You need that. You'd need that. Being dead would put a cramp on your lifestyle, mm. that's for sure. Well, for a day, apparently. Yeah, for a day. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So look, let's move on to um look, uh, we don't know enough about two. religion to be talking about this. So yeah, carry on with Clearly. driving. If you'd like to correct us, just going for a drive at gmail.com. Uh, we may or we may all not definitely read it. not read that. Hmm. I'll read it, but not read it out. Yeah. 
So look, uh, our focus two. for driving uh, for car stories this week is on the phenomenon of the Rockstar Park, otherwise known as the uh, the Hero Park, the park out front. Ooh, you know uh, what you see in movies, it's yeah. always a bit of a cliche where the, the, the famous person drives up to the venue and they are right out the front. And they there's leap always out the a park car. available. There's always a park. Yeah. Well, we're very fortunate being in Adelaide because there is usually a park available out front. Mm. Mm. In fact, I had a, you know how every state sort of has their own sort of slogan for the state or the city or yeah, like yeah. New South Wales is something oh, I can't uh, remember it. Victoria is the education state. New South SA Wales is the, is the police state. brutality state. Yeah. Or is that Queensland? Uh, it's probably Queensland. They probably No swear. one cares about Queensland. No. Queensland, get some flares on your shades. <laughs> or something like that. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, a friend of mine thought that the slogan for Adelaide, a great slogan would be Adelaide. You can park out the front. Because you can. You can just go out. If you're going out for a night out, you just drive wherever you want to go and you can park out the front. And if you can't park out the front, oh, nightmare. You're parking 20, 30 metres away. Which for Adelaide is very far. Night and day. It's inconvenient. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, I used to live in Sydney, and we'll talk about that a bit later, but like the parking situation that is in Sydney. I used to live in Sydney, and if if you're going out of an evening, forget about parking in front. Just, just forget about it. Don't you will oftentimes will drive out to wherever you're going, and then you just you just have to pay the exorbitant prices of a park. On that topic, the part the price to pay for a park in Sydney is significantly more than a a fine for parking illegally in Adelaide. Yeah, so you had friends who've come from Sydney. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've had friends come over to Adelaide and be like, "How much is the fine?" Cool, I'm parking on these double yellow lines in front of a fire hydrant on a disabled person because these fines are a joy. They are pretty much just what Sydney parking just yeah. costs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean, there is, there is some street parks in Sydney which are free and unlimited, but those, speaking of names for parks, those are gold dust and it's super rare. And when people get those parks, they don't leave. You see, like, people parked, free park, 24 hours a day. In And I'm saying in Sydney, but, I, like, we're talking outskirts because there's nothing in the actual yeah. city. Technically, Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, you can camper down, perhaps. But, yeah, these people are not moving their cars. It's just dust, bird shit. Leaves. Leaves. A few branches. <laughs> They've just, I've got a park. I'm Maybe I'll never move. <laughs> maybe this is me now. Yeah, this is my life now. This is my base. Some of them you can just rent out as Airbnb, isn't there? Yeah. It, I mean, it really, living in a in a bigger city like Sydney or, you know, London for that matter, like, why have a car? Yeah. It really brings me, because you can just, oh, I'm getting frustrated just talking about it. You can't park. You can't park. You have to, you, that's why you see, like, in London, oh, you can buy a garage for £100,000. Because that's how much it's worth. You, you can't find parking. Real estate is measured in inches. Mm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things are. They use the imperial system. <laughs> All right, let's come back to Adelaide. Right. Actually, uh, and let's come back to Adelaide, pause, and then move on to Queensland. My family is from Queensland. And my entire, uh, all my extended family, and my, uh, on my dad's side, they all call the Rockstar Park, they call it the Gun Park. They love a gun in Queensland. Yeah, they... Um, <laughs> And this all came from my uh, my cousin Todd. 
apparently. This, this is the way the story gets told. And Old shit himself in the foot Todd. And he told, I, I think that's where he got the name from, actually. But he, <laughs> he, he christened the park out the front, the gun park. And now the entire family sort of talks about it. But they can never access access one. They all think that my dad is a is a brilliantly sort of fortunate, just a blessed sort of individual because he's always parking out the front. However, this connects in with the mathematics of getting the park out the front because you're never more likely, more or less likely to get a free park out the front of a place in Adelaide or maybe in Brisbane than you are to, to get the one that's five rows back that you ended up circling around for and and so Dad always, uh, as I have now learned to do, just drive straight to the front. And more often than not, gold, free, you park out the front. Yeah. Gun bragging park. rights, the gun park. Straight the out star. front. Oh, that's good. Have you ever heard anyone call it the hero park? I've written that down on my notes, but... Hero park, certainly. Yeah, I've, I've heard it. Probably not as common in my vernacular or no. people that I know. What, um, what hero is parking out there? What hero is parking? Don't they yeah. all fly? They should be flying. You don't see it. You, don't you could see, see Superman kind of bringing his car with him and putting it carefully. Yeah. If that's the hero <laughs> park. You'd move the. Yeah. You'd move my dad's car. I mean, Batman is a famous driver. He has many cars. Yeah. But he's got his own park, the Batcave. And actually, he parks his car the same way that I would park my car when I lived in Sydney. You park where you live and then you walk wherever you need to go. Yeah, Batman drives, no but you never see him park and yeah. then, boop, boop, and then you never see him back the batmobile in somewhere in gotham city he's he not doesn't, fighting crime doesn't do it he goes out for a drive and he goes back to his house he really enjoys the batmobile sometimes it comes and picks him up sure yeah i think tesla's working on that yeah, i mean we kind of uh, we do comedy gigs fairly regularly at a pub uh, in town it's right in town you, you know adelaide's not look it's not terrifically big but there's a few main streets with you know things are happening on it uh, mm. but the the pub itself is so yeah, right there. It's diff- allegedly difficult to find a park. There's we can promote signs. it. It's not. We're not on the ABC here. Oh yeah, the Cranker, the Crown and Anchor, the Cranker for short. Sure. And it's right next to a, a very large police station. But yeah, whenever we drive there, we always drive there for drive there for gigs. Separate cars, of course, but to enjoy the enjoy the the journey. Yeah. And we always find ourselves just parking in the two free parks that are directly out the front because they're always just free. They're always free. Yeah. Two. I guess you know. Comedians generally don't have cars, no. so that's probably why there's always free parks. Yeah. And the crowd is not existing. <laughs> I don't know how the crowd gets there. They are probably doing the thing of not driving out the front. We're going into town, yeah, so we've got a park. Got we've got, oh, there's a good spot a few blocks I know, away. A good I, spot. Mm, I know actually, a good spot. Yeah, that reminds me of my technique when it comes to parking. Oh, yeah, the, to I, getting the Rockstar Park. The double. I have two parks in my mind. Number one park is... As you rightly say, the rock star park. Yes. The what shot something? Uh the gun park. The gun park. Yeah, the hero park. The hero park. One of whatever name you choose to use for it, the park that's right out front. That's my number one park that I go for. However, I always have a backup park which might be a bit further away that I know will be free. And that's that's where I will go to next. So plan B. Plan B. I have a plan B. Because if I go to the place and there's not a park right out front. You can drive around a bit and try and find something, but I don't. I don't like to do that. I don't know if that's just a personal thing. I don't. I don't like just. Uh, it just feels like dignified. Yeah. So I just like. Ah, uh, I didn't get my park. I'll go to my other park, which I know will be free. And yeah, you know, it's invariably a little bit further away, but yeah. it's Adelaide further away. So it's it might Adelaide be 40 further or away. It's like I can still. I can still see the original park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's how I. 
how I go about parking. My technique for parking, I mean, I don't park many places that I haven't parked before. I'm not, I don't tend to drive to many new spots. So every yeah. place that I go, I've already, I already know what the parking situation is. But if I'm going to a new spot, I always turn down the volume on the radio. Like there must be, yeah, okay, yep. there must be quiet and focus and concentration, yep. so that I can hear the park calling to me. Yeah, I, I think it's the focus thing. I think that's yeah. what you're doing there. You're saying like, no, this isn't time for fun. This isn't time for frivolity. This is time to find a park. In my mind, there's some. This I need to hear something. I don't know what I'm listening for, but I do okay. need to just turn the radio down so that my hearing organs are engaged. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what for. I've never really interrogated it. I mean, if if Batman was parking in Gotham, which he doesn't, he would definitely turn down the radio because he needs his sonar. Yeah, he needs to hear the his little ears, little ear back. pieces would be sonaring yeah, him up yeah, yeah. a park and telling him how long it was. And yeah, you know, yeah. he could park here for fifteen, but this is good for three hours. And there's a there's a park, there's a coffee spot that's uh, near my house that's got one, a single Rockstar Park. It's right at the front. It's right under a beautiful tree. And when you pull up in your I car, know it well. you are the one parked out the front. And everyone can look at you getting out and admire the car. It's this whole, it's a great park yeah. to get. And the only way you can tell if it's free before you get there is if you're driving towards it on this, like a curved piece of road. And the mo- if you get to the right spot and there's the right amount of cars parked, you can see the tree and you can see whether it's vacant or not yeah. but it's a, it's a blink and you miss yeah. it it's like the it's like the torpedoes in the death star like you really have to hit that womp rat hit that womp rat of vision right at the right moment otherwise you're lost and then you're kind of going around this curve of cars and sort of wondering and waiting and watching and then when you finally do get there uh, if it is taken then yeah well plan b for the this coffee spot plan b if it's if it's taken and i can't i don't sort of want to reverse up this kind of curved road that people can't see around. So there's a there's a hardware store just next to it that I pull in quickly and literally just next to it. It's almost close in the actual park. But the hardware store car park is limited and it has a big sign on it that says no coffee parking. So what I do is I park there. Yep. And I get out and I have a good investigate of all the little herbs that are for sale. Three ninety nine a punnet. Oh, two for seven. That's interesting. Are these any good for a greenhouse? Oh, that. Oh, thanks. I might. I'll just come back. I'm just going to go and get a coffee. And then I run <laughs> over to the coffee store and I get my coffee. And then I come back and the person is still there. I go. This is great. Spring onions are in season. Cool. And I've got two coffees in my hand. I put them in the car and then I wave and I drive off. And that's good. you're a good. You're a good man. I interact. Do I do so shop you, there. You know, you play the game. Yeah. I. I do shop there out yeah. of guilt. Yeah. Because it is... Well, you know, that's that's good. You've got a conscience there. At least I shop. Yeah. At least I'm shopping. Good man. Mm. Well, that reminds me of... Quite recently, I was in a suburb called North Adelaide. <laughs> it's aptly named. It's just to the north of Adelaide. Anyway. Good Australian place names. <laughs> they right. are what they do. The amount of suburbs we've got named after bushfires. <laughs> Blackwood. Burnside. <laughs> So so literal, <laughs> North Adelaide. Okay, so anyway, we're in North Adelaide, paradise. Um, <laughs> oh, was oh, that was that was not aptly named. We're in North Adelaide. I'm I'm going there because I've got a friend's birthday party. Haven't seen them for ages, or a lot of other people that are going there. Haven't seen them for ages, so I want uh, I want a park that's going to give me a lot of time. Driving around in North Adelaide, there's a football stadium quite close by, and whenever a football game is on, they have event parking. So they put these. Special temporary parking signs up, event parking, two hours. And I drove around for quite a while, actually, and they had basically turned the whole suburb 
into event parking, two-hour parking. But the event isn't the football, is it? Because no one can park. No, two hours isn't good for a football park. Correct. It goes for longer than that. Yeah. So I guess they're trying to force people out into the public transport. And they probably assume that two hours is enough for a meal. And in most cases, two hours is probably okay if you're just going in. But, you know, you're catching up with people you haven't seen for a while. You park, and you walk, you like, want an entree. You know, you know I love to eat. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. I love eating. I love taking my time. And two hours, even for a normal meal for me, is generally not enough. I liked to take my time. I like multiple courses. You don't I'm, like being rushed. I don't like being rushed. No. That's it. You've hit the nail on the head right there. I hate being You're rushed. You're recalcitrant. Yeah. <laughs> You've, you've, uh, the nail is now firmly in. Well done. <laughs> so anyway, two hour parking. I mean, eventually I just thought this is ridiculous. I have to, I've got a car. I have to park. I just parked and ignored it. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say about that story, but yeah, I, it seems, it seems absurd to make an entire suburb an event parking zone. There's got to be some way better to, instead of just kind of going no footy parking, or we'll fine you, other than kind of going, look, there's restaurants and other stuff here that would like your money, even especially if you're not going to the footy. Maybe, you know, maybe we can work out some way of just you staying here a bit longer without having to like, oh, here comes dessert. Hang on, guys. I got to go. Got to go. I'll be back. Just make sure my bomb Alaska is still pert. Should I? <laughs> That's how they are, aren't they? That's how I order mine. Make, make sure it's pert. <laughs> Sir. I want it on fire and pert. This is your last warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the sort of establishments I visit. But no, yeah, especially like if you're the sort of person like me, that I'm taking my time mm. in the restaurant. I'm not sitting there on their time. I'm, I'm not just ordering, oh, water and bread. Yeah, yeah, keep it coming. No, I'm buying stuff. Mm. I'm, I'm spending my money there. Oh, are my... you one of those people who gets uh, sort of grumpy about the... We do a six o'clock sitting and an eight o'clock sitting, and you know. Yeah, just I'm not a fan of that. Do you, have you ever been it. hovered hovered over? Yeah, I have been, and I ignore it. Oh, really? Because I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm paying for a service there, and it's like, it's not my fault that your meals take longer than the period of time that you've allotted for it. You know what I mean? And then, and, simil- and similarly. This is completely. We are open off, to restaurant restaurant yeah, sponsorships. By the way, completely off topic here, but you know when sometimes you order a couple of meals, like oh, the, our meals are for sharing, so just order a few and you can share. Great, great, okay, we do that. You got a small table, and the meals don't fit on the table. Uh, you know, like you got to move stuff to the very edges, and it it's like, and, oh, and, that, and someone they, puts a fork in that sticks out a bit further. Yeah. Well, they have they have massive plates. <laughs> it's like you ha- your tables and what you're serving don't go. You need either bigger tables or smaller plates. Well, no, they have that solution that that you often sort of see where they they serve you a little step ladder and they put the plates on different steps of the step ladder that sits on your oh the little table. stacks. But then oh. you can't see the people that you're eating. With. <laughs> All you see is kind of like you're reaching through the empty bookshelf to yeah. get yourself All, a slice. All you can see is a tower of food, which. Is is a dream for me. It's sort I'm of fine. Really, happy to sit there by myself with a tower of food. Hey, look! I think we're going to wrap up Rockstar, the Rockstar. We've gone park, off topic. Gun park, and bring it on to our final section, which is the car in the spotlight. <sighs> what I've been waiting for: mm, the Toyota Corolla. Toyota Corolla. I should point out that I, I have no vested interest. I'm not a shareholder in Toyota, but I did used to have a Toyota Corolla, 
And um, and I can bet actually the moment that we said Toyota Corolla, everyone listening to this went, "Oh, I used to have one of those." Of course, mm. they are the they are a ubiquitous car, and you see them everywhere. But you see them everywhere for a reason. They are they are a great car, especially like like oh this oh, my. My head is bursting with ideas and I can't say them. Hey, look, tell us the reason that we settled on a Corolla. Because we plan this podcast. It might not seem like it, listeners, but we do plan what we're going to say. Well, we have a vague outline. We have a vague outline. But the the inspiration for this... This particular car, the Toyota Corolla, came from Nick. Came over and went, "Oh, you never believe what I saw yesterday." Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I was. This leads into my intro. This at the top of the pod. Uh, I was walking back from the supermarket and there was a Toyota Corolla parked on the side of the road. A Toyota Corolla Conquest, one point eight liter, which is the exact model that I used to have. Four door sedan for those things. Four door sedan. Mm-hmm. It's. But the owner had done a few, a few little cheeky mods to it. it. Had a Momo steering wheel, had the big silver mags. It looked like it had been lowered a little bit. It was clearly a a younger. I'm going to assume that it's a younger gentleman driving this car. An enthusiast. Um, an enthusiast, we'll call them. A lifelong enthusiast. But yeah, I think these Corollas are being picked up more and more from the the older ones because they are the perfect first car. Hmm. Like really. Yeah, if, if you're if you're buying a first car and you're not buying a Toyota Corolla, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like what the, what advice are you getting? Someone told you not to get a Corolla, and that person is. Oh, let me tell you, they're not as trustworthy as you might want them to be. It's the same band that's saying, "Oh no, you can't get an iPhone because everyone's got one. Everyone's got one because they're good." Yeah, the Corolla. Everyone's got a Corolla because they're good. They are they're super comfortable. They're super economical. They are faster than. They have any right to mm. be. Yeah, I, I mean, I have driven my Toyota Corolla from Melbourne to Adelaide. And f- for those that don't know, that's how long is that? Like 10 hours? No, it's like eight and a half, but of solid driving. Yeah. It's about 850 Ks. And I, take. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, you're bang on. It's around 800 Ks. Mm. So, yeah, I, I have driven from Adelaide to Melbourne many times and not stopped in the Corolla. Like, just gone. This there. isn't advisable, by the no, way. <laughs> you're, you're nuts with your long term, long yeah, distance driving. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, you stop. You you should stop every hour. Good advice. Good advice. But I'm just I'm I'll stop when I'm tired. I'm comfortable, and I get out at the other end, and I'm not I'm not sore. I'm not stiff. I've had a comfortable drive. Fresh. Yeah, fresh. I feel fresh. I feel revived. It's yeah. I, I guess that, I mean I do like driving, so it's no doubt that I I've 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 been in my element for eight hours. But there's but, no downsides to to piloting a Corolla. I mean, it's kind of. Yeah. You can argue for how thrilling or engaging or any of that sort of stuff it might be, but you definitely can't. You can't fault it. No, you can't. And you, I, I'm sure a lot of people would look at a crawl and like, oh, it's it's very vanilla. But everyone likes vanilla. Everyone likes vanilla. <laughs> what, what was the last ice cream flavor you had? Probably yeah, vanilla. And what's the first one you go for? Yeah, vanilla. Mm. It's 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 a re- yeah. Vanilla is reliable. It's reliable, but it's, it's, vanilla is a flavor, by the way. Vanilla yeah, is not just flavor. like neutral. Yeah, yeah, vanilla Nothing. is not neutral. No. And you know how expensive vanilla is? Oh, Christ. Wars Mega have, expensive. Wars have been fought. Yeah, for vanilla. Just like the one that, you know, eventually gave birth to a Corolla, probably. Yeah, the vanilla pod wars. We all remember them. Yeah. I mean, I've done some big big drives in Corollas as well. And the, the 
the reason I've done a big drive in a Corolla most recently is because it saved the day. We we oh, were going on a yeah. holiday to Robe, which is down in the southeast of South Australia, about four hours. I want to say down the yeah, coast? Yeah, yeah. Give it four hours. A typical little thing. We hadn't been on, you know, like a just us couples couple holiday for years. Can't even remember when. So we booked a little yeah, Airbnb. No, Nick wasn't invited <laughs> that time, um, sadly. And we sort of set out in the morning thinking we'd get there about two and it'd all be lovely and romantic. About 60Ks down the road, the car that we had chosen to drive, which is my current car, broke. And Disaster. Did disaster. So I pulled over into a, a, a truck stop and the whole day was spent fixing and calling and waiting and RAA and tow truck and mechanic and just unpacking and it was a little bit too hot and it was a disaster of a first day of a not a multi-day kind of holiday probably about four days we'd set aside and the first day was supposed to be we'll get in we'll get in the after early afternoon and enjoy it turned out to be we'll spend the first day by the side of a freeway waiting for a tow truck but at the end of that this whole disastrous process was the fact that we had a corolla at home of course. So by the time we'd sort of arranged everything to be in its right spot, the car was in the fixing place and the house sitter was back where they needed to be, we were just behind the wheel of the Corolla and rolling on it. It was this amazing... And we drove at night and on one side the sun was setting, on the other side there was a thunderstorm. <sighs> and like down the Coorong is... Like that's a curvy road. That's a weird curvy road. And if you're yeah. driving it at night time in the dark, it's also... A dark road. There's no lights anywhere no, except for flashes of hell. Oh. Um, but the Corolla got us all the way through, and that's we spent the rest of the holiday just tootling around in a Corolla. I was a bit disappointed, you know, as you are when a car does break down on you. Yeah, but um, that's all right. It was tempered by the fact that we just were able to enjoy a holiday. Yeah, we didn't have to cancel. Disappointed in your little baby dying, but you've got a Corolla, and the Corolla you can always rely on. Bedrock just keeps rolling. Yeah, the roller. There's no yeah. Yeah, there was no are, doubt. Yeah, they're a great car. I had a great drive to a little town called Mollymook in New South Wales. It's on the coast. Never heard of it. You got the the Blue Mountains on one side, the ocean on the other. Gorgeous, really windy roads, mm. and just I just loved it. Like just the crawlers swinging through the bends, the happiest Larry. Like you could drive a Ferrari on those roads, and you probably wouldn't have that much better time. Not for the extra... I'd imagine. I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, it um, seems. Yeah. Because, yeah. You could drive a Ferrari through those roads, but when you when you stopped driving, how you stopped driving the Corolla, how much anxiety are you feeling versus yeah. how anxious oh. are you for your Ferrari? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, want, you don't want sea spray on that. Or yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, salt water on, on an Italian car. <laughs> Recipe for disaster. Yeah. Nightmare. Just give it a quick rub and then sprinkle it over some pasta. That's all it's going to be good for. <laughs> Just use it to fertilize more Corollas growing out of the ground. That's, they how, that's are, how they work. They yeah. are bulletproof. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just just a great... And that's the thing. The, the road often makes the journey and you can rely that the journey is not going to have any hiccups because you're in a Corolla. You've got the best air conditioning. It's always freezing. Oh, <laughs> how good was the air conditioning? Yeah, put that on full and you are freezing. It's you, you can never put it on full for too long. No, you can't unless you want to cool down drinks. Yeah, yeah. But you know when? When do you always turn the air conditioner off? Hills, lights. Ah, oh. you got the boy racer next to you. Whoop! I'll just put him. Uh, put it in works. boost. Yeah, buy boost. <laughs> <laughs> by boost, I mean 
turn off the air conditioner. That's the other thing about the Corolla. You know, we would often do, we'd do comedy shows late at night. You come home, it's usually, it's closer closer to midnight than mm. anything else. Yeah, the, the roads, roads are, are empty. The roads are empty, except for a few hoon drivers. You get to some traffic lights, the engines are revving alongside of you. You are in a Corolla. Here comes Nick in his Corolla. I'm just going to burn this Corolla off. No, they can't do it. The Corolla is mentally fast. Really. It's a 1.8 litre in a car with no soundproofing, no mod conveniences. Mm. Especially your 90s version. Yeah, especially mm. the 90s version. There is nothing in it. It's just engine, aircon, radio, which was an add-on. Yeah, I, I, I was a feature. Weighing it down. <laughs> could really do without that. <laughs> it's a bit front heavy after the radio came in. Yeah, it's... It's uh yeah it's a it's a fast car. Don't let that put you off buying it for a first car though. For your for your no, if you, your son if you or do daughter, want to be ahead, great first or... car. Yeah, well that's another thing. Like getting you out of trouble if you're overtaking a truck on a road, you're a little inexperienced. You need to get past something quickly. Corolla, it, Corolla, Corolla mm. will do it. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I think I talked over you before, but first car. First car, yeah. Mm. I mean, it, yeah, it should be. For, I mean, it wasn't my first car. It nearly was. We talked about my first car, mm. and the less said about that, the better. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Corolla. Corolla was the kind of the second car, I guess. And yours was my second car was a Honda Civic. Yeah, it's yeah. a similar kind of layout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't weigh anything. It's just the engine. It's just fun. I don't. Yeah. I, 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 I'm talking a big game on Corollas, and our family has had Corollas, but I've never—that's never been my car. Yeah, Mel's always had Corollas because yeah. that's exactly what our extremely experienced. My, we've got a, a family mechanic. He's literally been looking after my family's cars for 35 years. I yeah, want to wow. say, and every time you ask him what, okay, it's time for a new car. What should we get? He just goes, just get a Corolla. Yeah, he works on. He's worked Why on not? every single kind of car. From you know, from just high end vintage Mercedes on down, and he just goes, just get a Corolla. Don't stop yeah. asking me. Yeah, there's no question. Mm. Why? Why? So Mel's first car was a Corolla. Good choice. A, a, a powder blue oh, number. Wow. Do you remember that? Yeah, and it I just, do. Um, yeah, we got it from uh, we got it from an army wife who lived in in accommodation in Woodside, which is like a a town in the Adelaide Hills that's got barracks in it. And it's not just, you know, you picture army barracks being like long sheds full of bunk beds. Yeah. No, these were, this was a full on, just a suburb oh, wow. of houses. and But almost none of the houses were full. So the whole suburb was empty except for this one house where she was just selling this powder blue 97 Corolla. I think it's the same year as yours, but it was a hatchback. Was oh, there you go. Well, ours is a bit more advanced. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was the first car that, yeah, first car that she sort of had as a, as a young mum and taking Charlie around and it was massive and the seats folded down and yeah. it got re-rendered at one stage oh, but wow. just hit it with a hammer a few times and, and it's fine. It was fine. Of course, and that's why that's why you buy more subsequent Corollas because you have one, nothing ever goes wrong with it. No. And then you get another one because why wouldn't you? When Mel got the second one, it's a grey version, I, uh, I got her a custom sticker just to kind of put on the back on the back windseat, on the back uh, windshield, uh, that's in pink and purple. It says oh, yeah. "Hello Roller." I love it. Just, it it's just tucked <laughs> up underneath the little uh, little sort of shade spoiler there, but yeah, it's yeah. there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah that's. Good. We originally got a, a sticker for the window because she was having trouble finding it in car parks. <laughs> I mean, it's a little grey hatchback, and you keep walking up to little grey hatchbacks, and like, no, 
no, no. If only, if only I had a cool sticker. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That is that is hard to find. But Corollas have been going for ages. You even have. We've got stories about oh, this is my shitty first car. But Corollas are also like just vintage wonder cars. Oh yeah, when if you, you if see you, a nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely right. You see like an old Corolla from the sixties or seventies, shiny chrome the loopy script oh, on the corolla yeah venetian blinds oh why not treat oh. yourself yeah and you you know that it would be like okay maybe it's from the 60s or 70s is is not going to be as comfortable as a 90s corolla but it's uh it might not have the air something con. that's 60 years old might not be as comfortable as something that's 28 years old yeah, nearly 30 <laughs> nearly years 30 old. but you know also that it's still starting first time it's probably one owner from new, <laughs> just ah, oh, beautiful machines. Yeah, really and practical nice too. You've you've oh, transported. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. items in your car. Oh yeah, huge things. I mean, I remember you told me this before, and I couldn't, I couldn't uh, believe it. Oh, how about this? Mm. Yeah, come home from work one day, and I hear this beep. Yeah, beep. Smoke alarm. Smoke alarm. The battery needs changing. And just moved into this house, and this house has 3.3 meter ceilings. You can't just get on get on a chair and change the smoke alarm. Get a pool cue. Oh, you don't have a, don't don't have have a, a pool cue. Don't have a pool cue. No. So I'm like, right, I've got to change the battery. I need a ladder straight to Bunnings. Oh, this ladder should do. It's, it's 1.8 meters high. If I stand on that, my height should be able to take the take the battery out. Perfectly safe. Didn't didn't even think for a moment while I was buying this ladder. That it's not going to fit in the car. Got it's one got a Corolla. It's one point eight meters long. I'm guessing what's that? Fifty centimeters, sixty centimeters wide, straight into the Corolla. Back seats down, through the boot, right up to the dash. <laughs> You're away, little Corolla sedan. Little Corolla sedan, one point eight meter lat- like Now I'd like you if you've just heard this story and you are still thinking of owning one of those a dual cab ute because you need it to transport stuff. Oh, I need the extra space. Ridiculous. Not necessary. You need a 96 Corolla sedan. Absolutely. Or you need to explain it very carefully why you don't. Exactly. Exactly right. I remember in my um, younger days, I'd go mountain biking all the time. A great mate of mine. We used to go mountain biking all the time. I would put two mountain bikes into the Corolla. Yeah. Take that Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. Ranger. Ute. <laughs> Oh, I need it to fit the box in the back. You need, need a Corolla. A, I need a Ram. I need a, a Trax. Ram it up. Oh, the Trax. <laughs> oh, my God. The Captiva's retarded cousin. Here it comes. It's, <laughs> it's just bigger. No, that's not... Back on, back back to Sunshine and Lollipops. The back Corolla. to Corollas. Yeah, get a Corolla. Get a Corolla. Why yeah. wouldn't you? I remember... I, I think I told you about this, but I saw one in the city the other day that had the Castrol livery on it from the Rally... World days. Rally Championships. Yeah, WRC. It, yeah. The Corolla was Toyota's representative in the World Rally Championship. The Corolla. Yeah. I mean, now it's the Yaris Gazoo, which is great. Obviously, we won't talk about that now. But you would never think that, you know, the family Corolla is representing a huge company like Toyota in the World Rally Championship. And it did. And it did itself proud. I'm pretty sure it won. It would have had to. One lots year. Of, lots yeah, of events yeah. and seasons. It would have come out with some glory. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it didn't break down. We know that. <laughs> we know that. No, hell no. Yeah. 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 Or stop. Yeah. It yeah. probably stopped to help other drivers. It might have had a bit more of a victory if it didn't have a few ladders stuffed in there <laughs> and, you know, just some holiday shit on the way to... 
Plus all the other drivers driving their Fords and their Citrons. Citrons. Citron. I mean, why, why have Bruno. a car called Lemon? It's literally called Lemon. Citron. It'll um, be hilarious. Ho, ho, ho. Ah, right, good. Ah, oh, Corolla. You know what? I think yeah, um, I feel happy. Yeah, I, I feel pretty happy. I feel like we've. I feel like we can never cover the Corolla enough, but I'm, I know it's going to come back. Uh, you know, again and again <laughs> in future podcast episodes, as it does on the road. Yeah, absolutely. in fact, you could walk out. You could walk out in front of my house now, and if you had a handful of rocks, you would be through throwing rocks at Corollas before you were done with Corollas. There's at yeah. least seven. Within yeah. within view of my front door. Yeah, yeah. There's just because they, they are don't don't throw rocks at the crawlers. They, yeah, they, they're just cars. It's just glass and metal and stuff. Yeah, they're, you know, yeah, they're, they're just cars. They're very much inanimate objects. Yeah. Take it easy. So yeah, calm yeah. down. Jesus. Hey, should we should we pull this over and um, let's let everyone pull over, go? Let's get out. Let everyone else go through. I've had a good drive. Oh, I hope you've enjoyed too. your drive. That's uh, yeah. Tune in next pod. I won't say next week because we never know when we're going to do this, but um, it'll be at the end of a drive, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about another car. We'll talk about other things that annoy us. On the roads. Or things that we enjoy. Maybe we'll find something we enjoy about driving. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if you've got a car story or just something you need to sort of share or put in on, do email us at justgoingforadrive at gmail.com. One word, justgoingforadrive at gmail.com. That's the one. Let us know. If you've got any stories, if you've got a f- car that you'd like to feature, let us know. We'll talk about it. We're up for it. Yeah, we don't know all the facts and figures, but we know a lot. <laughs> we'll talk it through. Look, if you write to us nicely enough, you can even be on the pod. We're not precious about it. No. You might have to sit on Nick's lap, but... Uh, hello again. Hi. We ran out of battery, <laughs> so we forgot to do the sign-off. Um, we kept... Sign-off? Tw- yeah, we kept talking for quite a while. It was pretty brilliant, if I do say yeah, so It myself. was probably the best potting we've ever done, or anyone's ever done. Actually, yeah. it, it could have been used to yeah. you know, send off into space on that gold record, you know, the one that goes in the satellite. That's true. But I guess it's the old proverb, if a podcast happens in the wood and no one hears it, is it recorded? No, it's not because no, the battery ran civilizations out. will come and pay for High your five. car insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they sure will. We do, we do proverbs on this right, show. And that's why we're with APRA. Um I'm not even sure what APRA is, but I'm sure I've heard of it. And I'm sure they owe us money. Oh, yeah, they bloody do. So, all right. if you um, made it this far, that's good. Hope you enjoy the next podcast. Hope you enjoy this bonus material. Uh, we'll, we'll try and remember to record the next podcast. That's a good idea. Bye. Bye. <laughs>